Well, good morning, everybody. We didn't know whether there was going to be a heat wave that was going to kill everybody or a, a thunderstorm with lightning strikes, but I think we've managed to get someplace happily in the middle between all of that, and we're just hoping, no, we're not hoping, we are praying and believing that all the activities afterwards, we will have perfect weather, and we're going to have a great time. It is great to be free from all restrictions, isn't it? And uh, so for our very first No Restriction service, we are doing it outside here because it is the Canada Day weekend. I know it's not Canada Day today, but it is the Canada Day weekend. And actually what we're really celebrating today is really families because we missed out on Family Day. Do you remember that? So we decided that we want to celebrate families. We want to do something for the Gateway family, all the people who are regularly part of Gateway Alliance Church. We are a family. All the families in this neighborhood here and in the communities surrounding us, we wanted to do something today so there will be activities and so on. I'm getting nervous here. Everything is moving. This is reminding me of the story of Samson in the temple with the two pillars. Remember that one? That one didn't end well. I don't know if you remember that. I might just hold this tent down here. If I take off with it, someone might need to grab my ankles in the front here. Okay. So, we're talking about families. And do you know, every single one of you came from a family. That's how you got here. Now, maybe you came from a dysfunctional family. Maybe you don't know who your family were. But it took some kind of family to actually produce you. And so families were actually God's first idea. I don't know if you've ever thought about that. Before there was a church, before God invented the church, before there was human governments, before there was kings and queens, the very first thing was, the Bible tells us in the book of Genesis, it says, so God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them, male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them and said, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and look after it. So he created men and women and blessed them and said, go and make babies, multiply, produce families. It was the very first thing. And I think we all know that families, when they're at their best, can be the most wholesome, the most healing, the most safe and flourishing environment that anybody can be brought up in. And when they're at their worst, they can be the most abusive, the most damaging, the most hurtful things that you could ever be a part of. And so God intended families, whether that be a nuclear family, whether that be a blended family, 
whether that be a large spiritual family that are gathered here today, God intended people to live in community with other people, with other people who love you, with other people who sometimes irritate you, with other people that you sometimes irritate, with other people that you love, because it's in community that our characters are formed and shaped and grow. Do you know we were never designed to hide in our basement and cover our faces from every other human being? We were never designed to do that. We were designed for community. But sometimes communities are bad things. They're dysfunctional things. Sometimes families are dysfunctional and broken things. And that's because we are dysfunctional and broken people. Every single one of us, no matter how bad somebody else might look and how many fingers we can point at other people, the truth is we are all broken. We are all sinful. We are all selfish. The Bible says all of us have sinned and fallen away from God. And so God created families. Why? Because he's into families. God calls himself a father. Very often people think of God as like the absentee father. You know, he's a million miles away, far, far away in a galaxy light years from here, you know, or something like that. He's an absentee father. Or some people think of God as kind of like uh, the, the drunken father with the anger management problem that's smiting people all the time. People have different images, wrong images of God as a father, because we've seen too many not good fathers, bad fathers in this world, and we kind of project that onto God. But God, the Bible reveals to us, he is a loving father. He, he loves his children. He would do anything for them. He has done everything for us. And in some ways, every single human being on this planet is part of a family. You know, the Bible tells us this. It says in, um, in the book of Acts, it says, From one man, God created all the nations throughout the whole earth. Every nation, every ethnic group is of equal value to God. He doesn't prefer one ethnic group to another. He doesn't prefer one color of skin to another. There is no racism with God. There is no division with God. He, he looks at the whole of humanity as his family. And when God sees one ethnic group harming another ethnic group just because of a difference, I don't care if the people who are doing it claim the name of God. It has nothing whatsoever to do with God. I can tell you this. Let, let me just say this. Since we're at this season at the moment, in our history. God is not happy with anybody who breaks up families, removes children from their home, takes them away from their parents, and puts them in the care of abusive people. That I don't care if the people claim the name of God. That is evil. It has nothing to do with God. God is one who builds families, who builds communities. People tear them down. They may use God's name, but that was never God's intention. 
every nation, every ethnic group throughout the whole world, he created. He decided beforehand uh, when they should rise and fall and their boundaries of their land. He did this so that they would seek him and perhaps reach out to him and find him. For he is not far away from any of us. He's not an absentee father. He's not far away from any of us. You can seek him and find him. He's closer to you than the person sitting in the chair next to you. And it says here, for in him, in him, just like a fish swims in the water, in God, the Bible says, we live and move and have our being, for we are all his offspring. Listen, those of us who believe in Jesus, those of us who want to follow after God, we should be people who recognize every other person that we meet anywhere in the world, no matter how different they are from you, no matter how strange their values are to you, you see a human being of immense value created in the image and likeness of God, and we are all his offspring in that sense. But hey, we've all got a tendency to go astray, don't we? Every one of us tends to go astray. Teenagers tend to rebel against their parents. Actually, sometimes two-year-olds rebel against their parents. And humans tend to rebel against our heavenly parent. Je one of Jesus' most famous stories was about a family. He said there was a father who had two sons. And one of his sons just wanted the inheritance before the dad died and wanted to go off and live his own life. Do it his way. Break all his dad's rules. Squander all his money. Party it up. And get broke at the end of it. The Bible says that he ended up poor. He ended up hungry. He ended up sick. He ended up a million miles away from his father. And then it says this. But he came to his senses. And he said, I will return to my father's house. And Jesus said, when he returned to his father's house, his father saw him in the distance and ran out and embraced him and brought him back in and cleaned him up and dressed him up and threw a party. And Jesus said, no matter how, he was saying this, no matter how far you have strayed away from God, from your loving father, no matter how much you've messed up, no matter how much you've blown it, if you will return to the family, if you will come back to the Father's house, he will run to you, he will welcome you, he will embrace you with open arms, he will clean up your mess, he will clothe you, he will bring you into the family, and he will throw a party for you. Because although we all have God as our Father because he's our creator, he wants more than that. God wants to enter into a relationship with us. He wants to really become our father. And you know, the Bible talks about God. When we put our faith in Jesus, God adopts us into his family. Here's what it says. It says this in the book of Romans. Don't live like fearful slaves. Now, I know we've had 18 months of Operation Fear on the news media. I'm going to tell you what the Word of God says. Don't live like 
fearful slaves, okay? Don't live like fearful Don't be a slave to fear. Don't be a slave to insecurity, to anxiety. Well, why? What, what is there to protect me? Let's read on. Don't live like fearful slaves. Instead, remember that you received God's spirit, God's presence. When he adopted you as his children. And now we call him Abba, Father. Now I know to us, Abba is the name of an ancient pop group. But in Hebrew and Aramaic, it means daddy. When it says Abba, Father, it means we can come to God and say, Daddy, Papa, my beloved Father, Abba, Father. For his spirit joins with our spirits to affirm that we are God's children. And we truly are his children. We are also his heirs. God wants us, no matter how far you've strayed, God wants you to come back to the Father's house. He wants you to come back to the family of God. He wants to throw his arms around you, clean you up, dress you up, and give you a welcome back to the family. How do we join God's family? Here's what Jesus said in John's gospel. He said, God loved the world so much, he gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him, everyone who believes in him, the goody two-shoes that believes in him and the bad boy from the wrong side of the tracks that believes in him, the person who was brought up in the church and the person who was brought up an atheist, the person who's been selling Bibles for a living and the pe person that's been selling crack cocaine for a living. It doesn't matter how good you are, how bad you are, how close you are to God, how far away you are from God. Anyone who believes in him, anyone who believes in him will not perish, but will have eternal life. God sent his son into the world, not to judge the world, but to save the world. Isn't it great to know that we have a God who is for us and not against us? He's rooting for you. He wants the best for you. He's not the way so many people have portrayed him. He's not the way that very often he, he, he doesn't, he, he's not like the people who often claim his name. He's not a God who coerces. He's not a God who scares. He's not a God who uses fear and violence. But he's a God who woos with love and mercy and forgiveness and grace and says, I want to be your father. I want you to be my child. Will you come back to the father? I don't care how far you've strayed. Come back to the house of God. I want to pray for us together, and I want to ask us to do something. Could we all stand here today as we pray? Just before we, Pastor Dan will just do a few things in a few moments and take us into our activities. But before we do that, I want all of us here today, maybe, maybe you have been at church recently regularly, either here or another church, every time it's been open. Or maybe you've been connecting faithfully with church online. Or maybe, but maybe you went from in-person to online. And then you went from online to offline. And now you feel distant from the church. 
maybe you've never stepped foot in a church building in your life. Maybe you've been angry at church and at God. And at, I don't know where you come from. You can be the most faithful, loyal Christian, or you can be someone who is angry or wounded or hurt by Christians and by churches. Wherever you are in that spectrum, every one of us today, can I encourage us, every one of us, to take, make today be the day that we take a new step forward, that we open up our life afresh to the goodness of God. The last song that we sang was all about the goodness of God. So I want to encourage you. Let's just close our eyes. Let's have an attitude of prayer here. I'm going to say the prayer. I would encourage you to repeat it with me one line at a time. If you don't want to say it out loud, you could just say it quietly in your own heart and mind. But there's power in saying it out loud. So let's do this together. Let's say, Heavenly Father, I come to you today as your child asking you to bring me in to your family in a fuller way than I've ever known before. Forgive me. Clean me up. Make me new. May today be a fresh start in my heart and life, in my faith, in my family. I ask you, as the country opens up, to open up my mind and heart to the new things that you want to do in the months ahead. Jesus, take me as I am and make me into what I'm meant to be. In your name I pray. And all God's people shouted, Amen.